nurses? Surveys are a great way to find out what's really going on in the nursing profession that's going to impact your career. Let's take a deep dive into a survey of 6,000 nurses published by the American Nurses Association in late 2017. Welcome to Episode 146 of The Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to The Nurse Keith Show. Nurse Keith here, and thank you for being part of the Nurse Keith Nation. Whether you're listening for the first time or you've been tuning in for months or years, this podcast is all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas that can get you moving in a positive and inspired direction. I'm a member of the Pulse Media Network of podcasters over at PulseMediaNetwork.com. Head over there to check out RNFM Radio, Your Next Shift, the Gluten-Free RN, and the Introvert Biz Growth Podcast. And I want to remind you that you can help other people find The Nurse Keith Show by leaving a rating and review over on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Would you consider doing that for me, pretty please? I would appreciate it so, so very much. And if you want to see the show notes for this episode, please head on over to nursekeith.com forward slash episode 146. Anyway, as always, I'm thrilled that you're here. So let's hop on over into the studio and get cracking. Folks, on Monday, February 5th, 2018, I published a blog post over on Digital Doorway because I was digging deep into this 6,000 nurse survey conducted by the American Nurses Association back in 2017. The results were published in two issues of American Nurse Today. That's November and December 2017. You'll get those in your mailbox if you're a member of the American Nurses Association, and you can actually log on to American Nurse Today if you're a member of the ANA and read these reports for yourself. But since many of you might not be members, or maybe this just passed you by, I wanted to talk about it here on the Nurse Keith Show and review the surveys on Digital Doorway so that more people can be aware of what the ANA's findings were. So the ANA frequently utilizes all sorts of data to analyze our profession, and my hat's off to them for continuing to do so and getting this information out to us because it's really helpful to know what's going on, what the trends are, because that affects how we feel about our profession. It affects how we move forward in our careers, the decisions we make, and just keeping our ears to the rail about what is going on and what our nursing brethren, our brothers and sisters in nursing, are going through. So of these 6,000 nurses, we are going to talk today about their responses regarding salaries and other trends that are happening. And in episode 147, next week, we're going to talk about some other issues that were reviewed in part two of the survey that was published in December of 2017. But anyway, diving deep into these numbers, and there's going to be a lot of numbers and percentages here, folks. Sorry about that. I'm warning you in advance. But the ANA survey showed that 44% of the 6,000 nurses who responded 
have been in management for one to 10 years. So they are working in management, managing budgets anywhere from a hundred grand to $250,000. Half of those nurse managers said that they were not eligible for any bonuses whatsoever. And 60% of them said that recruiting nurses in the previous 12 months from, I guess, sometime in 2016 to sometime in 2017 had proven to be quite difficult. 18% of these nurse managers had a certification in nursing leadership, so we can see that many of them have no certification but are in management roles. And it's very clear from these results that they're having a hard time hiring. Now, in terms of the nurse clinicians, the lion's share of the data was actually about nurse clinicians. And about 50% of those responding to the survey were in a clinical role, and 10% were actually advanced practice registered nurses. What I found really interesting was that 71% of the clinicians out there reported that they work the day shift only. For some reason, I was really surprised by that. And only 13.5% of those 6,000 nurses actually only work the night shift. 10% work days and nights, so that's a small percentage. And 40% reported regularly working 12-hour shifts. I bet many of you can relate to the 12-hour shift issue. That is pretty much a given these days. And you know what? I heard from a nurse recently who's applying for a job in California, and the shifts begin at 3 p.m. and 3 a.m. What do you think about that? I mean, usually 12-hour shifts start at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., but imagine having to go into work at 3 and get out of work at 3 o'clock in the morning or vice versa. I think that's kind of crazy. Let me know what you think. I would really like to know your responses to that. So anyway, the next piece of the survey had to do with salaries, benefits, and some other factors impacting nurses' careers. So 59% of these 6,000 nurses said that their salary had actually increased in the past 12 months. I am actually very surprised by that. I thought that wages were pretty stagnant in pretty much <laughs> every industry, but 33% of those 6,000 nurses said their salary was the same, and a sad 8% said that they had seen a decrease in earnings. I'm also curious what you have seen, if you want to shoot me an email or a tweet or a Facebook message to tell me what you've seen in terms of salaries in your workplace or just your personal experience. I was actually even more surprised that 74% of the nurse clinicians that responded to this survey have received a raise in the last year and a half. I'm rather shocked by that. I am pleased as punch that people are getting raises and people are finding that their earnings are going up. I just find that pretty surprising. Now, 82% of these 6,000 nurses who participated in the survey said that they receive paid time off, that they get health insurance, which I'm very reassured by, and 75% said that their employers contribute to their retirement fund, and quite a few, just about 50%, get some sort of tuition reimbursement or educational reimbursement. So those are pretty good numbers. I am very happy to hear those numbers. 
A lot of the nurses, almost 50%, get a differential for shift work. 36% earn more when they have a specialty certification, which is great incentive for getting a certification. And 26% actually earn extra by being a preceptor. So that's pretty cool. I think that's some good information too. Now, here I want to dive into some salary statistics. I will have these details in the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 146, but I want to elucidate this salary information for you here. So in terms of earning less than $40,000 a year, 6.9% said that they earn less than 40 grand, 21% earn between 40,000 and 59,000, 29.6% earn between 60 and 70,000, and 23 to 26% earn between 80,000 and 99,000. Those are pretty decent numbers in my book. 11% are earning between 100 and 120,000. I'm assuming those are advanced practice nurses. And about 7 or 8% are earning over 120,000. I'm assuming they might be very experienced advanced practice registered nurses or maybe even CRNAs. Now, If that salary information is interesting to you, you may not be surprised to hear that the top 10 primary nursing specialties are, in order, med surge being number one, which for some reason surprised me. Number two was periop, including OR and PACU. Number three was critical care. I know a lot of you out there love critical care. Number four was actually psych and mental health. And number five was women's health, which includes OB and GYN. Six was PD. Seven was cardiovascular. Eight was emergency nursing. Nine was academic education. And 10 was school nursing. So I find this interesting, these 10 top primary nursing specialties. I haven't worked in (laughs) any of those particular specialties, but then again, I've always been somewhat of an enigma in my nursing career. And I'm curious what most of you are doing out there. Most of these specialties are definitely more hospital-based. They're definitely acute care, except for maybe some of the mental health nursing and also the academic nursing education and the school nursing. So I'm curious what some of you out there in the Nurse Keith Nation are doing in your careers. Now, something that most of us should be concerned about and that folks are talking about and writing about all over the country and in many other countries as well, is that a lot of nurses are currently retiring or planning to retire. Now, 35% of these 6,000 nurses are planning to retire between 2018 and 2025. That pretty much, I think, is in keeping with the trends we're seeing around the United States and in other countries as well, because the baby boom generation is getting older, and a lot of them are now beginning to retire, especially as the economy continues to recover. 40% of these folks planning to retire are going to do so between their 61st and 65th birthdays, but 35% are thinking of working longer, like maybe even till they're 70. So in terms of this, we need to start thinking about the attrition from the nursing profession and what we're doing to repopulate 
the profession so that the shortages don't go wild over the next 10 to 15 years as the nursing workforce ages and the population ages as well. And that aging population, including those aging nurses, need nurses to care for them. In next week's episode, we are going to be talking about some of the issues relating to workplace environments, bullying, incivility, and the other issues that came up during the survey as well. And we will talk a little bit more about why this attrition from the nursing workforce is so important to STEM right now, and that we need to continue to bring people into the profession because, face it, we need them right now. Now, there was a really small, but I think at the same time, significant piece of data in this ANA survey. And that's that out of these 6,000 nurses that were asked to respond to the survey, 87.2% said that they would become a nurse again if they were given the chance to start their careers over. I think that is a fantastic number, and it does attest to the power of nursing and the fact that so many of us go into nursing because it's where our heart is and it's what really calls us. It's our calling, it's our vocation, it's our avocation, it's the thing that really speaks to our hearts and speaks to what we want to accomplish in our lives. So 87.2% of those 6,000 nurses said they would do it again. I am very encouraged by that number, and I hope that that number continues in this vein or even goes up as our workplace environments improve and we work to make nursing a profession where people want to stay and where people would be willing to return if they had the chance to do it all over. Now, the most valued aspects of their jobs that a lot of nurses communicated in this survey was, number one was salary, of course, because we need to feed our families and pay our bills and be able to live good lives. Number two was patient care. These nurses really valued patient care. They felt that it was one of the most important things in terms of why they were nurses and why they did the work that they do. And flexible hours. Nurses actually said that the third most important aspect that they value of their jobs is flexible hours. Do you think your job is flexible? Do you feel like you can take time off when you need it? I hear from a lot of nurses who I feel like can't get the time off that they want. And I find it fascinating that so many of these 6,000 nurses feel that they can get the time off that they want. I'd be really interested to hear what some of you are experiencing in that respect. Now, here are some other data points that I also find interesting. 46% of the respondents said they plan to stay in their current workplace for five years or more. For those of you who are building a nursing career, if you're in the first few years, having those more long-term employment stints does look really good on your resume. I do hear from a lot of nurses with resumes that are kind of checkered. They're kind of peppered with a lot of short-term jobs. Now, if you're a traveler, that's one thing. But if you're a nurse who's basically seen as quote-unquote job hopping, that can be seen as 
being not necessarily the greatest risk in terms of bringing you on because they feel like they're going to spend a lot of money and resources and time onboarding you and getting you up to speed in their facility. And then you're going to fly the coop. So if you can go along with this 46% who are planning to stay in their current workplace for five years or longer, if you can do that more often than not in your career, it is definitely usually in your best interest to do so. Unless you're in a really negative workplace environment and you just need to get the hell out. Otherwise, if you can stay in some positions longer, it definitely will help your chances of being hired in the future. Now, 17.8% said that they'd been with their current employer for 6 to 10 years, and 34% had been with their current employer for 1 to 5 years. So we definitely need to pay attention to these numbers, and for those of you who are looking to build your career again, see what you can do about the longevity of your individual jobs that you take on. Now, the respondents to this survey were anywhere from 20 years old to 89 years old. 40% had a BSN, so that's pretty good. 25% had a master's degree, and 6% had a PhD. 63% were currently either in school at the time of the survey or were planning to return to school as soon as they could, and most were looking at a graduate degree. And 18% were planning on earning a BSN. So I'm encouraged by these statistics too. We all know that this drive towards the BSN is really heating up now, especially like I spoke about a few episodes ago, that New York State has now passed a law that every new nurse getting a license from 2018 onward has to earn a bachelor's degree within 10 years of initial licensure or their license will be suspended until they earn that BSN. We are probably going to be seeing this drive for the BSN expanding around the country. A lot of state legislatures are probably going to take their cues from the New York state law being passed. So if you want to go back to school and get that BSN, it is probably a good idea. So folks, if we put all of this together, as we can see from this set of very interesting data that a majority of nurses seem to be working a relatively normal amount of hours. They are not working extraordinary numbers of hours. Most are somewhere between 40 and 50. A large number of nurses seem to be getting pretty decent benefits, which is really cool. And quite a few seem to be interested in specialty certification and also advancing their careers and their education, which I think is great. And it seems that a lot of nurses out there, especially these 6,000 at least, are earning what they feel is a pretty fair salary for their position. I would love to know that Every nurse out there is receiving a fair salary and getting great benefits. I know that's not the case. I hear from a lot of you all the time that your salaries are not keeping up with inflation and the cost of living. And some of you are looking at leaving some of these more expensive 
urban centers like San Francisco and Atlanta and Boston and Seattle and moving to other cities that are more affordable, like Pittsburgh, for instance, or Cleveland, places where you can earn maybe less per hour or per year, but where the cost of living is definitely being kept down and you can live a much more comfortable life without working yourself to the bone. Now, folks, With so many nurses planning to retire, like I talked about a few minutes ago, we need to think about, we need to put our heads together about the incredible importance of retaining younger nurses. We also need to begin recruiting more nurses into mentoring and more nurses into education. We need to get those salaries up for nursing professors at universities and colleges and community colleges so we can keep them teaching and keep those nursing students moving through the pipeline. We need to plan for our future. And when we're turning away thousands of potential nursing students because we don't have enough professors for them, there's something wrong with that picture. So folks, this data set brings me somewhat of a sense of relief that there's a feeling that our profession is on track on some levels here in the early 21st century. I know we have a lot to do. And like I said in my original blog post, I'm not a big fan of complacency. We have to remain vigilant. We've got a lot of work to do. And I want those of you listening now to look deeply at your own careers. Look at your workplaces. Look at the salaries you're earning. Look at your level of certification, if you have one. Look at your level of education and ascertain what it is you really would like to accomplish in your career and what you need to get there. If you want to be one of those nurses earning a good salary, getting good benefits, supporting your family, moving forward with the education, and creating a career that you feel good about and feel proud of and feel that you're actually getting appropriately paid for the work that you do and the expertise and skill and knowledge that you've accumulated over the years, I want you to make sure that you're creating what it is you actually want. I also encourage all of you to be involved politically and civically in your local communities, in your state, in your country, wherever it is you happen to be. Get involved. Pay attention to ways in which the Nurse Practice Act is being eroded. Look at ways at which healthcare is being eroded in the places where you live and work and see what you can do as an individual or as a member of powerful lobbying organizations who are working on your behalf and in which you can get involved to do the work, do the work, be the boots on the ground to make sure that policies and research and everything that needs to happen happens so that we can have a robust healthcare system and we can all be healthy, happy nurses who are paid good salaries doing work that we love. So your voice is important. This ANA survey is a snapshot. It gives us some information about what it is we want to understand about our profession, what we are collectively and individually experiencing, and what it is we actually want and need that we're not yet getting. So I think 
the state of the profession is pretty strong. I think we definitely have some issues going on. There are shortages in particular parts of the country here in the US, West Virginia, different parts of the country where nurses just don't seem to want to work and they're flocking to the big cities, but there are so many other healthcare employment marketplaces that are just dying for you to go to. So think about that if you're looking to move. Look at the less expensive areas, possibly rural or just not big, big cities, where you can actually live a pretty decent quality of life, make a good living, and not have that high cost of living that you might have in the big population centers. So folks, in episode 147, we're going to be talking about other results of the ANA survey from late 2017. Those are going to be related to self-care, incivility, bullying, nurses' lifestyles, as well as the quality of workplace environments. I hope that this has been interesting for you. You can go to the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 146. Some of the data will be there. It'll actually link to my original blog post at Digital Doorway, and you can check out the survey for yourself and see what you think about the responses from these 6,000 nurses from all over the United States. See if it strikes a chord with you. See if you think it's a total bunch of crap or see if there's something that you want to do or there's something you want that these other nurses have. And let's put our heads together and figure out how to create it. So folks, there you have it. Thanks for listening to The Nurse Keith Show once again. I want you to feel uplifted and empowered, and I want you to take inspired action every day in the interest of your professional satisfaction and your career development. Please note I'm on Facebook Live on Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. Join me for those live conversations, and just make sure you check your Facebook settings for Nurse Keith Coaching so that you're notified when I go live because sometimes I do some spontaneous episodes as well. And folks, I would really like you to take a moment to consider becoming a patron of the Nurse Keith Show. That's right. You can go to patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Nurse Keith. Give a little bit every month to support the production and promotion of the Nurse Keith Show. Help me grow the show. And depending on how much you pledge, you can get some pretty cool prizes in return. So if you get some value from the Nurse Keith show, think about what it would mean to give $2 per episode, a dollar per episode, maybe $5 or $10 per episode, get some free coaching, get some free books and help support the Nurse Keith show at patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith. The Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by Tim Hollowell of thepodcastinggroup.com, and social media and promotion are handled by Mark Cappy Spiesen. As usual, many, many, many thanks to Tim and Mark for their incredible help and support. Check out my website at nursekeith.com, sign up for my newsletter, leave me a voicemail right from the website, and remember to head over to pulsemedianetwork.com. And if you're hanging out over on amazon.com, look for my books, Aspire to be Inspired, and Savvy Networking for Nurses.
Folks, stay positive, care for yourself and others, take inspired action in the interest of your career, and tune in again as we explore how to make your nursing career more satisfying and inspired than you ever imagined. Be well, dig deep, stay curious, create success, seek joy, and keep in touch. Adios till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. See you soon. 